Hello and welcome back to the No More Trauma podcast, Namaste Trauma Free, um, where uh, I am extending inspiration, healing, and mental health tips on living life after trauma. My name is Tanya, survivor, trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and facilitator. I am also the author and publisher of the Happy Deck an international best-selling tool that can be used in your very own healing practice. In today's episode, we will be talking about uh, the trauma responses, fight, flight, freeze, and bond. So we're going to bring awareness um, to these trauma responses, and uh, we will uh, discuss how to but heal these areas. And so fight, flight, bond, freeze, trauma responses. So when our bodies experience a trauma or a highly stressful event, our sympathetic nervous system will send chemicals to our brain, which quickly responds in a way that allows us to seek survival, right? Um, this phrase was coined by the... Um, psychologist uh, Walter Cannon um, and he also explains this response I think we've all heard the response fight or flight or fight flight freeze um, and he uh, also called uh, calls this response uh, the acute stress response so again whenever we experience some sort of um, trauma-related um, experience. Um, and if you hear like little tickety-tickety-tickety uh, sounds, that is Daisy. And she does not like to uh, trim her little nails. <laughs> she does not like it at all. And so um, it's funny. And so on the hardwood floors, you just hear She's just walking around. So... <laughs> Um, and yeah, yeah. If you follow me on my social platform, you know, Daisy is a cute little tricolored chihuahua. Um, she, yeah. So she loves the morning. She's a morning person like I am. I'm actually recording this <laughs> in the morning, but anyway, uh, back to what I was stating. So, um, this, uh, is an acute response. So, when the body feels that it is in danger, um, there is an experience um, that we, there is a, a response that we usually work with, right? So fight, flight, bond, freeze. And I also discuss this um, in my yoga, uh, yoga teacher trainings. When I'm teaching the trauma-informed section, we do go over um, this area so that fight flight bond freeze so let's talk about it right um some of you are that are listening probably know or, or don't know or probably saying no well you know tell me more um you know or it's confirmation for you and wanting to know um behavior so we'll talk about the childhood um what it looks like in the you know as a child uh, because we usually grow this behavior in the early stages of life 
And then as an adult, we're now walking around with the inner child uh, and what that looks like as an adult. And the emotional challenges that actually um, tend to show up, right? So let's look at fawn, fawn and the safety behavior. So uh, this is typically my response. Um, I'm guilty of this one. Um, I'm actually, you know, after sitting down talking with my therapist, I actually work out all three in different situations, which I think is very interesting. Um, and I'll be vulnerable as we go through this podcast and actually share with you when those potentially um, come up. Because you may not resonate with just one. You may resonate with all four. You may resonate with two or maybe just one of these. And maybe it shows up in different experience, different uh, scenarios. And it's good to have this awareness. Um, I hope you have something to write with. Um, I think it's always great, um, at least on my podcast, <laughs> uh, to have a journal or something to write with. So in the fawn and safety behaviors, as a child, this usually, in, you know, in that childhood, early stages of life, um, there's an experience of um, abandon and abandonment and neglect um, of the personal needs. So that child is abandoning their personal needs to appease their legal guardian or parent, right? Um, so they're abandoning and neglecting their personal needs to appease someone else. Probably saying, ooh, okay, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're going in and we will be. <laughs> um, and so um, usually grows up in an abusive or avoidant household, you know, so maybe this, uh, the legal guardian or the parent, whoever, um, it may not be directly with the parent. This can be a child who experiences this type of behavior from say a teacher, right? Or um, uh, I'm trying to think of another experience where, um, so I think of, you know, a child in like say foster care in a shelter may experience it as well with whoever's the um, uh, authoritarian, um, the authority figure. Uh, so I'll repeat that once more. So in a child, uh, in a childhood experience who demonstrates fawn and uh, fawn behaviors, um, safety behaviors, um, and that's quotation marks around safety behaviors because it's a trauma response. Right. So um, again, I'll say once more, abandoning and neglecting their own personal needs to appease the legal guardian or parent um, or authoritarian um, authority figure um, usually grows up in an abusive or avoidant household. So that person may be avoidant, not um, being there fully present for the child's need. Right. So now let's look at it as an adult. So the adult with the inner child, right? We're now carrying that inner child with us in our relationships and our workplace. So what is this? Because we also see it in the workplace too. Uh, so in the workplace, it's becoming, uh, becoming all the roles for their partner or their boss. So this is the person's, I'll do it. Oh, I'll take it. Oh, I'll cover it. Oh, I'll do it. Right. Because it's, you know, or even in the, in a partnership, Oh, I'll, I'll take care of that. 
um, or, oh, don't even worry about it. I'll take care of it. Um, or how can I, um, uh, or asking the question, how can I um, be of service, right? Let me take all, take, take all of that because it's ensuring that the boss or the person um, in partnership or connection, married, whatever that relationship looks like, it's making sure that they're taking up all of the responsibility in order to appease the boss or the partner, to seek approval or to avoid conflict. That is the ultimate goal for someone who operates from a fawn perspective is I don't want to have any conflict. I don't want to um, allow this to become, you know, something else, you know, or blow it out of proportion. Uh, so I'll handle it. I'll take care of it. Right. Instead of delegating tasks <laughs> and, and taking full responsibility. Right. So that's what it would look like in a healthy setting is, you know, how can we delegate these tasks? And um, if there's feelings of overwhelm, it's like, hey, I'm overwhelmed with these responsibilities. So how can we delegate and we all take care of uh, these responsibilities? Right. Uh, so the emotional challenges of the person with the fun um, behavior. Uh, so when I say emotional challenges, this is that person um, with a fond behavior, you know, in, in their own space. So in their own emotional makeup, they can feel they can, this person can carry self-blame, shame, and resentment. So that's what that looks like. Now I do have an infographic uh, pulled up. I normally go over this in my yoga teacher trainings as well, just showing this to the students, um, what it would look like more behavior patterns. Um, and there are quite a few on Pinterest. Um, so in the fond, fond behavior, we may, we may also notice it as the people pleaser that, that, that used to be me, not anymore. <laughs> I become fully aware, um, that, you know, it can be hurtful, right? Um, not only to the other person, but to yourself, right? Um, so, the people pleaser lack of identity, right? Because you're, you're so busy trying to maybe as a child, again, appease the, um, uh, legal guardian, the parent or the, uh, authority figure to avoid conflict. And because it's, you know, maybe the person that's saying yes to everything, and know to themselves, what happens is you, be, you begin to lose identity of who you are. There are no boundaries. Ooh, ooh, this person has no boundaries. I'm raising my hand, I'm raising both hands because that was, um, that was me. Um, I'm saying was because I now have my boundaries written out and I'm like, I, I cannot allow that behavior um, anymore right? Because it just leaves you depleted. So a lack of boundaries, you allow your partner to, you know, basically, uh, run, um, run their life and yours too. Um, I'm just going to be honest. Um, and you know, it can lead into an abusive 
um, relationship. Um, so uh, if you guys know my story, if anyone's listening to my story, I've been in a physically abusive relationship. Uh, so I didn't have any boundaries um, because all I wanted to do was just please that person and just avoid conflict. But, you know, it, it just showed up um, um, because of my lack of boundaries. I didn't stand up for myself. And so for that, um, I, I just became um, a person, you know, that they can take their anger out on. So we won't go down that go down there. Um, we'll stick to the podcast title. Um, but overwhelmed, right? This is a person uh, can be, you know, very overwhelmed with a lot of the responsibility they're picking up to avoid any conflict um, or struggle. The next is codependency. Um, so I will not raise my hand. Well, actually, I just had this um, realization um, so codependency can look two different ways and I'm so excited to come back. Did a podcast on codependency. Um, you can go back and find that one. I believe it, it may be on YouTube. Um, but I will, I'm doing another one on codependency. So how codependency will look is it's, it can be physically and it can be emotional, right? So codependent, you can physically rely on someone else right? Because you're taking all the responsibility and you're relying on that person's uh, approval. For me, it was also, for me, in my experience, it didn't look um, physical. It wasn't physical, just codependency. For me, it was like emotional, really relying on the validation of others' opinion of my experience, right? Because I I just wanted to make sure that I was in approval of my partner or uh, my boss, right? You know, did I do a good job? I did good. Please tell me I did good, you know, or this is, you know, satisfactory. Um, and so um, that's how uh, the fond behavior can look. So I believe we have a good idea um, what a fond behavior looks like. I know this is a newly, because at first it was just fight, flight, uh, flight, for, <laughs> excuse me, say that a few times, fight, flight, freeze. And now um, I forget, um, hopefully I can put that in the notes. Um, but fawn, I know that's a newly added trauma response. Um, so now I will move on to freeze. Excuse me, guys, I am actually in between this, uh, sipping on a smoothie. This is a blueberry, banana, avocado, pumpkin seed, wheatgrass, um, medjool date, almond milk smoothie. <laughs> um, if you make this smoothie, let me know. <laughs> All right. So the freeze, uh, the freeze and uh, trauma response and the safety behaviors, right? So childhood, um, in childhood, this can look neglectful, um, author um, the authoritarian or permissive parenting that causes a child to feel overly anxious, right? Stressed out or the child begins to dissociate 
when feeling overwhelmed to make their own decisions. So pressure to succeed and to consistently be told to meet high standards and achieve goals. So I like to somehow think of when I hear this, I'm, I'm a visual. I think of the, say the high school, I want to say, I, I'm not sure if that's the appropriate term, but um, the high school jock. Um, that's what I think of when I hear this. So again, I'll say that once more. So this can be the neglectful, authoritarian, and permissive parenting that causes a child to feel overly anxious, stressed, or dissociate, um, dissociates when overwhelmed to make their own decisions, pressured to succeed consistently, told to meet high standards and achieve goals, right? And so that is the household dynamic. Um, and then I even think about, yeah, just the athlete, right? And so, you know, or maybe the musician, constantly go back, play it again, play it again, you know, and, um, you know, constantly being told. And then when outside of those hobbies um, or activities, or maybe even academics, you know, constantly being told to got to get this grade, got to do this paper, you got to get this grade, and, you know, just high pressure. And so what it looks like as an adult um, with inner child, in relationships in the works workplace is the experience of procrastination because what happens is when forced to make their own decisions it's it's starting to procrastinate um when met with deadlines or important dates so maybe you know partnered and you're trying to figure out you know hey why why didn't you you know i told you this had to be done at this certain time um and partners just feeling overwhelmed or just kind of like deer in the headlights and really just freezes um because it's that pressure of having to constantly be told to meet a certain deadline um and so really experiencing anxiety when navigating instruction um to create so the emotional challenges here is um, just this person alone, what's, you know, psychologically what they could be feeling or emotionally what they could be feeling is um, imbalanced, stressed, anxious, and fatigued, right? So going back to the infographic, it's difficulty making decisions, feeling stuck, um, isolating, right? Isolating when, you know, feeling pressured. Um, maybe the body feels numb and maybe feeling stuck. Um, so I'm trying to think when I, so going back to Fawn, I think I, that has shown up for me in family. Um, that's how I, um, you know, making sure I avoid any conflict. So being the people pleaser, um, maybe, you know, not really having, um, identity. Um, this also shows up for me in relationships. Um, I've been able to identify 
and I'm, I'm trying to use past tense because I'm showing up a different woman now. Um, but um, that's how it shows up. And then freezing, freezing shows up for me, um, uh, I would say in the workplace more so. Um, I procrastinate in giving a project, excuse me, um, past tense. Um, <laughs> and so I used to work in uh, sales. And so um, I spent about, well, I always say we're, we're always selling ourselves, but uh, in corporate world, um, early stages, I worked in rental car sales. And so uh, if met with a deadline, I would freeze um, or, you know, I would feel stuck. Um, so that shows up in the workplace for me. For you, it may be something different. Uh, so yeah, so, um, or I know there's been a lot of talk in a sense of when there's something traumatic happening um, in the public and everyone pulls out their phone. I also believe that that is a sense of freezing. Um, for some, I can't count for all, but I, I do see that as a sense of freezing. And so some individuals feel, you know what, let me just record it. So when I'm not feeling numb, when I'm not disassociating or I don't feel like I'm stuck, I could then say release the video um, or take this to um, legal authorities. So uh, that's, that's just my opinion. Um, I won't say for all, you know, not all people are freezing, but I definitely think, you know, the body does become paralyzed um, in fear when something traumatic happens in public. Um, so we will now move on to um, flight safety responses. Uh, so flight. So this is definitely uh, something that I resonate with for sure. So with the flight safety behaviors um, in childhood, this looks like escapism from overly protective, aggressive, or stressful parents or legal guardians or authority figures. So um, I also see this um, when I think of a child who skips class, right? So there could be bullies. Um, I know this is definitely one of my experiences. Um, there could be bullies in class or bullies in, you know, on the school grounds. And so the child um, or teen um, leaves um, school grounds uh, because, or escape school grounds. So they're escaping the bully. Um, whether that bully be um, a student, another student, or a teacher, right? Um, uh, and so as an adult, what that looks like is the inner child in the relationship or the workplace avoids conflicts or runs from high-stress circumstances. Um, they choose external activities um, or work. Um, and then this is a workaholic or goal-oriented person. So 
I know we all say, oh, I know someone like that. <laughs> I know someone like that. Yeah, I think this is a you know pretty common one. And they all are, but I definitely think this is one. So when we hear someone say, oh, I'm just a workaholic, you know, there can be emotions that, you know, this person may be neglecting. Uh, there may be um, uh, just goals that, you know, have to be met in the workplace that they may be running from. Um, this can also happen, you know, eternally. You know, sometimes, you know, their personal goals and running away from that and, you know, rather, you know, go to social activities versus um, doing the things that really matter for themselves. All right. Um, so I think there was something else I wanted to mention here. So avoids conflict. Yeah. So emotional challenges. So the person that is experiencing this flight mode in an emotional way. So this is the, like I mentioned, so avoiding feelings. So avoiding their own emotional makeup, um, worry, anxiety, and extreme and in extreme cases, this person can experience PTSD, post-traumatic post stress disorder. Um, so whenever met with fear, then this person is experiencing maybe a previous event, um, very high stress, um, and needing to escape that, ex you know, the experience itself. So other, um, you know, images of this person, this can be someone who has a difficult difficulty sitting still. Um, this is the perfectionist. This is the overthinker who's just constantly thinking about the experience or the activity, the deadline, um, the goal, whatever that is. Um, this um, person can, you know, display um, panic, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, and again, the workaholic. So, um, yeah, so I'm trying to be vulnerable to share when can I, yeah, I think this, yeah, this is definitely, so I've moved a lot uh, growing up and even, you know, up until now, like I talked about my journey moving from Florida to, you know, Arizona and, you know, um, prior to that, just, you know, Texas to Mississippi. Um, and so, you know, I, in my past experiences, this has led me whenever things start to get sticky, <laughs> you know, my experience was to just, you know what, I'm out. And so um, this unhealthy behavior pattern doesn't allow opportunity to one, feel what I'm feeling, um, know where it's coming from, and to, you know, seek resolution, right? So um, all of these trauma responses are unhealthy patterns. So just want to make that clear. Um, so fight and safety behavior. So um, the child, right? So in the childhood experience, only the early stages, the child that may, um, the child may have their boundaries crossed, right? So violation of their boundaries, whether it be emotionally, physical, 
um, the inability to make their own decisions due to overbearing parents, um, parental or legal guardians or whoever that authority figure is. So they're victim, you know, these are victim, um, victims of shame, um, abusive or emotionally aggressive parents seeking to get their needs met first, right? So not really thinking about the child, um, but more so thinking about how will this benefit me? And so what that looks like um, as the uh, child gets over walking, you know, walking around as the adult, you know, navigating life, carrying that inner child in relationships in the workplace, then what happens is this is a person who uses aggression, aggression, right? Retaliation, manipulation, uh, gaslighting, and emotional harm against others. So this person attempts to use power dynamics over others in the workplace and in relationships. So this also looks like uh, narcissistic behavioral patterns, right? So this is the person who's, you know, angry or, you know, um, or excuse me, um, has, you know, can easily express anger, right? This is the person that can easily express anger in the workplace or in relationships, right? So they, uh, this person can, find ways to easily retaliate or feel the need to retaliate, um, needs to get even or an eye for an eye. Um, that's what I think of uh, in this um, particular uh, trauma response. And so the emotional challenges um, really are feelings of loneliness, right? So, you know, having this emotional battle with, you know, being lonely, right? Because constantly retaliating or having the need to, you know, manipulate in order to, um, you know, having parents or legal guardians or authority, uh, authority, authority figures or even relationships, right? Early onhood, early on set relationships that can really cause someone to um, yeah, uh, isolate. So the emotional challenges is, you know, difficult, <clears throat> excuse me, difficulty with emotional awareness or being vulnerable, right? Um, and so depression and isolation is very common um, with this type of the behavior pattern or, excuse me, trauma response. So um, this is ang uh, angry outbursts. So looking at the infographic and really displaying what that looks like. This is the person who's controlling, right? <clears throat> this can also be uh, someone with militant behavior. Uh, so the bully, the narcissist, explosive behavior of controlling. So really just, you know, uh, displaying uh, uh, emotions of aggression, right? So <clears throat> What I want to say now is really that our early childhood can have an impact on, so now that we've, you know, we went over the fawn, the freeze, the fight, the flight. Um, and before I actually close out this podcast, I want you to take a moment to, if you're 
have your notepad and you're writing, or maybe you don't, maybe you're listening to this podcast as you're going about your day, that's fine. Um, just take a moment to breathe. Just take a moment to get grounded. Sometimes hearing certain things can bring up an experience, um, an experience that you know may not be all that you know comfortable. Um, and so take a moment to let's center maybe that can you know uh trigger a memory and so <clears throat> and excuse the chair that i am in <laughs> i have a squeaky chair here um but um just coming back to yourself coming back to the breath coming back to this present moment take a moment to get grounded if you're sitting in a chair Or sitting on the floor, whatever you're sitting on, just bring your awareness to the contact of the space underneath you. If you're driving, then of course, just come back to the breath. And take a deep inhale through the nose. Just notice the belly expand, exhale out of the mouth. <sighs> Let the shoulders fall away from the ears. It's kind of softening the space in between the eyebrows, softening the jaw. Just coming back. Know that you're in this moment right here, right now. You are safe. Just listening to the podcast. Inhale through the nose. Exhale. Last one, we'll take one more. So just inhale through the nose. Exhale out of the mouth. Perfect, just bringing your awareness back into your body, just Wiggling the toes, wiggling the fingers, just coming back to this space. Wherever you are listening to the podcast, just know that you're safe. Know that you're well. And how you show up listening is perfectly fine. So this podcast is about awareness, right? It's about awareness. It's about healing. Um, and so, you know, we do not judge how we show up to this podcast. Um, I was going to say to this yoga mat, this is going back into my teaching, but, <laughs> um, but this is just how we show up. And, you know, we find things for a reason. We tune into things for a reason because we want to, one, we want to heal. We want to create awareness and we want to heal. And so we talked about just going back to the podcast. We talked about, you know, the trauma responses and how they show up in our life. And it's more so now, you know, again, awareness. And so, Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. 
these are early childhood um, experiences, responses, um, and it can have an impact. You know, trauma can have an impact on how we move and navigate the world as adults. And so we know, you know, as I've mentioned in my yoga trainings or as I mentioned in, you know, the trauma one-on-one video, trauma doesn't look one way. And we must come to a sense of this awareness of ourselves and look at the patterns that show up in our life. Are you constantly, you know, escaping? Are you constantly freezing? Um, met with fear? Are you are you procrastinating? Are you constantly having outbursts, right, on everyone that you meet? You know, in the workplace, in your family, in your relationships, are you constantly, you know, um, feeling like you need to retaliate or get an eye for an eye? Look at those behavior patterns. Um, <clears throat> are you constantly people pleasing? I had to look at that. That was a hard truth for me. Ooh. And when I found out that people pleasing can be a form of manipulation, I was crushed, completely crushed because I knew that I didn't resonate with the word manipulative or to be a manipulator. So I had to figure out how to fix it and how to fix it fast because I did not like that at all. And it doesn't resonate with who I am. So how do you fix it, right? You know, you got to go into the way of, okay, now that I know what I know, how do I fix it? And so really just going back into the awareness, if we constantly find ourselves in hurtful experiences, isolation or in a state of panic, with our relationships or in the workplace, it may be time to look at what can be stimulating the emotions that may cause us to react in a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn trauma response. So once we know what we know, how do we move past it, right? So after you've done this and you can actually, this is when you can start the healing journey, right? To speaking with the holistic, professional or licensed professional, whatever you choose is your thing. That's fine. It doesn't have to look one way. You know, it's now about creating action steps to fixing it. So whether it's a coach, a therapist, a psychologist, you can have <clears throat> support with identifying your behavioral patterns and actions really to heal your inner child wounds, right? Because that's what, that's what they are. These are wounds that aren't visible to the eye. However, when you begin to have the trauma response, that wound becomes visible. So once you do this, you can then start the process of unlearning how not to respond and what healthy alternatives that can create a more, uh, more peaceful and harmonious lifestyle in the workplace and in your relationships, right? And in your family. So I hope this episode provided you with some sort of clarity, some inspiration and some healing on your very own journey. If you know anyone that can benefit from this episode, please share it. And I'm so, 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 so grateful that you tuned in. 
Um, this, I think, is one of my favorite episodes because it allows me to be, you know, um, vulnerable and also really talk about these responses um, because I think, um, you know, it's good to see how it shows up in the, on the early onsets of our life and then into adulthood, really painting that picture of what it looks like. So, um, yeah, I thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate your organic happiness. But most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste, trauma-free. <laughs> All right, so really quick, just closing with some announcements. So Wednesday, um, Wednesdays, you can join me um, on Zoom and we do a meditation. Um, we also do some emotional freedom tapping, just 30 minutes, and that's 7.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So I believe that's eight, uh, I believe right now, since the clocks have turned back, that is 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And then um, if you're anywhere else, you can kind of figure out <laughs> the time zone. Um, so Wednesdays, meditation, 30 minutes. Um, Sundays, for my Phoenix friends, you can join me at the Blue Buddha Collective on Sundays at 10.15 a.m. and do a nice yin practice with me. Um, and so, and that's here in Scottsdale, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, you can also shop the No More Trauma um, Happy Deck uh, on my Etsy shop. So you can, if you'd like to add cards to your, um, to your practice, <clears throat> your meditation or your yoga practice, you can um shop that and lastly you can follow me on instagram <laughs> at az.nomoredrama all right guys it was such a pleasure such a pleasure um i believe the next episodes will launch um uh, in december so uh i want to wish anyone a warm um cozy american holiday of thanksgiving if that's what you celebrate, if you do not, perfectly fine. <laughs> but I will see you back in the next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>